You are listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast with Jody Livingston, episode number 29. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Welcome to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast, helping you survive and thrive in youth ministry. And now your host, Jody Livingston. Well, hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show today. Thanks for tuning in and listening and making this podcast today a part of your day. Wherever you are and wherever this finds you, man, thanks for tuning in today and listening. If it's your first time listening to the podcast, thanks for coming over and checking it out. And if you're coming back, well, as always, thanks for coming on back. You can uh, follow me and find me on the Twitter sphere at, at Jody Livingston. That's J O D Y. And of course, over on the Facebook with uh, the Longer Hall. All of the links and resources mentioned in today's episode, as always, will be in the show notes page over at thelongerhall.com slash episode 029. Thelongerhall.com slash episode 029. It is good to be back on the podcast. It's been a few weeks since I've put out an episode. And, you know, one of the joys and the benefits of doing my own show is when I need to take a break and step away for a bit, I can. And that's kind of what's happened, like a little bit of a perfect storm here as school has started back here for us. I have taken on pretty big additional responsibility here overseeing all of student ministries now. And that came kind of late in the summer beginning of August, so we were a little behind in how we would tackle particularly the college ministry side of things, gearing up for the beginning and start of the semester. So we've been scrambling a little bit to get our feet under us, feel like I look a little little bit like a duck in a pond underneath the surface, just kicking like crazy, but trying to remain cool on top. So it's been a really busy season the last few weeks. Tack onto that, my family that's been sick and a cold and allergies that I've been fighting, and that has got us here today without an episode really for the past few weeks. But I'm really glad to be back. I'm excited about today's episode. I'm going to share with you some lessons I've learned over the last month or so. Um, And then uh, just to let you know, man, I'm really excited about what's coming ahead. We've got some great interviews and guests coming on the show here in the next few weeks. So you're going to make sure you check out those um, as they come out. If you haven't already done so, Go over and subscribe to the podcast so you can make sure you get those as they come out. And if you got an extra minute or two, if you wouldn't mind writing a review, leaving a review there, particularly on iTunes and Stitcher, it just helps out the podcast so, so much. Helps out other youth pastors, helps them find the podcast, which is great uh, because that's why we do the podcast, so people can listen. And if they can't find it, they can't listen uh, of course, it's super encouraging to me. A bunch of you guys have already done that. I appreciate it so very much. You guys rock. We have the best listeners for sure. Today, today I want to tackle really six things that I think are important to consider when you take on additional responsibilities in your position. And look, you don't have to be a full-time youth pastor for this to happen. This happens especially in a small church where you are wearing multiple hats often. And I think in youth ministry, we always are, to some extent, wearing multiple hats and carrying multiple responsibilities. One of the dangers, I think, and uh, this isn't necessarily one of the six things, but I want to caution out of the gate 
on this because I see a lot of youth pastors making this mistake, regardless of whether they're new or veteran youth pastors. But when you step into a new role, for example, in a new position in a new church, off the front end, we've talked a lot about these the benchmarks in youth ministry. We've we've talked about seasons of that. We've had a podcast episode on that, written about it on the blog. I, I speak about that a lot at different conferences and things. Just just spoke on that at the Iron on Iron Youth Ministry Conference uh, back in August. But one of the things that happens is in that first six months, you really are just trying to get your feet under you, trying to figure out who's who and what's what, and kind of just get an idea uh, and a gauge on things. The tendency is to feel like you don't really have a whole lot to do yet. And so you kind of unintentionally take on a lot of little things here or there because you want to have something to do. And in and of itself, that's not a huge problem, except later, once the ministry kind of catches up with you and you know what you're doing, you know who's who, and you've kind of got a a direction going, man, the ball really gets rolling. Now you have all these little responsibilities that you've assumed and that you've taken up and taken on that now just seem to be overwhelming. But, and, and almost, and in many cases, these things can kind of prevent you from being able to really focus on your youth ministry, which is the whole reason you're serving where you are. And this has certainly been the case in my life. I am, man, if this is the mistake I continue to make over and over and over. I've done it each time. I've done it this time especially. And so now I had taken on a lot of little things over the course of you know the last several years here, to help. And, and look, it's just not to say that you don't, uh, don't, don't misquote me here. I'm not saying don't take on additional responsibilities when asked or where you can help. That's not what I'm saying at all. Just be careful in taking on ongoing things that could later really come back and hinder your ability to do youth ministry. And in my case, that certainly happened off the front end of here several years, over the past several years of serving where I am. And now kind of taking on a broader responsibility in a kind of a legit way, if that makes sense. Uh, man, I'm feeling the pressure of a lot of the little things that that I've taken on uh, over and over. So just want to caution that off the front end to be mindful of those things and think, you know, okay, down the road, is this, how is this going to affect my ability to do youth ministry? I'm not saying don't do it. I'm not saying don't be a team player. I'm not saying don't help others. You need to do that. In fact, it's essential that you do that and serve to some extent outside of your youth ministry if you want to achieve longevity and be taken serious as a youth pastor, as a youth minister. You want to make sure you're doing those things. However, just be mindful and gauge that. I hope you understand what I'm saying in there and you, you hear me clearly on that. So anyway, with that said, I want to jump in here. Six things that I've really kind of learned again, relearned, learned for the first time, been reminded of when it comes to taking on additional responsibility um, within your church. Now, in my case, going from being youth pastor to kind of overseeing all of student ministries meant bringing on a college ministry. And our church is about five minutes away from pretty major, a pretty big college, about 30,000 plus students here. So it's a pretty big responsibility uh, in, a, in a lot of that. And the thing that adds to that is it's in a little bit of a rebuilding mode, which I think is, is not necessarily rare in that case. So there was a lot to do. And to do that in a way uh, that that didn't cause the youth ministry to suffer. Okay, so if I was going to throw in a bonus, I'll throw it off the front end and say, when you take on new responsibility, you have to make sure you still focus on 
your existing responsibilities, your old responsibilities, that, that if they continue. So when, when I'm saying taking on new responsibilities, just to be clear, what I'm saying is that there are additional responsibilities being added to what you're doing, okay? So here's number one. Number one is to cast the vision early. Cast the vision early for whatever that responsibility is, whatever that ministry is that you're taking on, just like you would when you were coming in brand new in youth ministry, you want to make sure that you're really casting a vision, a clear vision early and often, and as often as you can, both to those that you are ministering to, those you're ministering alongside, anytime you can get up in front of anybody, because everything will ride and fall on that vision, and everything needs to point back to that vision as you go, okay? So you want to make sure that you can clearly articulate that. That means taking some time to stop, really think through, plan, have a process, pray through that, and and have a vision that you can clearly communicate. If you cannot clearly communicate a vision, you will struggle to be effective and productive in any responsibility, especially a new one. I think the tendency is, though, especially if you're taking on additional responsibility, because you have been already kind of on staff or already in an existing role of ministering, sometimes we overlook the importance of casting vision for the new area of ministry. And so in order to really be effective and productive, you're going to need to make sure that you're casting that vision early for the new, that you do have a vision for that and that you're casting that early so that everything can kind of point back to that. That's number one. Cast your vision early. It is really, really important. Number two, okay? Number two is this. Choose wisely where you spend your time, budget, and effort, okay? There are likely, in the case, especially in the case of stepping into something that is in kind of a rebuilding mode, there are always more things that probably you would like to see done than you can really accomplish in the short term. And so you need to make sure that you are allocating those resources, whether that is your time, your effort, budget, attention, focus, really, really wisely. That you're picking those things. And here's what I mean when I say that. That you are picking those things that will give you the most return for your effort, you know? So, and and it may be things that you wouldn't normally give a lot of effort to, but to kind of get the ball rolling, you need to put in some time and effort. So I'm I'm just going to be really transparent today on this episode. I want you to, I want to give you some practical things that I've done. So for example, in my case, we have been without, uh, without a college pastor now for a few months and so the the downside to that is we had a well the the upside is we had a great team of volunteers who were able to continue to pour and invest and really keep the ministry going. Um, the downside or upside, depending on how you look at that, is that there was some budget money that wasn't being spent. I'm in a situation where uh, I'm able to spend that still. Some I understand that sometimes they would say, you know. Your, your budget, that kind of is gone. We're starting new. Whatever. But in my case, I still have that. So I'm able to really capitalize and use that for this semester of college, of the college ministry, to really get things going quickly. And so we're investing in things like T-shirts that we can give away, uh, a new tablecloth, a new logo, 
um, and uh, you know some of those types of things, staple things that we'll use over and over and over that I won't necessarily be able to budget for going forward in the future. Uh, we're also making sure that we, when we back away and look at the scope of the ministry, what are the times that we as a ministry are together that are going to be most important for us to fix immediately, and then we can come back and address some of the others later. But you can't fix everything and address everything at one time, so you need to make sure that you are addressing those things right off the bat. In our case, one of the biggest obstacles that we have as a college ministry, really, is that um, even though we're five minutes from the church and even even though we're um, a relatively large church in the area, a lot of college students, especially incoming students, they just don't know that we exist, and they don't they don't even let alone know where we are. They don't even know we exist, so we have to overcome that. So we buying a whole bunch of t-shirts and giving those out on campus is a smart investment for us, I believe, because it we we made sure they were comfortable t-shirts. They were nice shirts. And uh, we got a, we got a really good price on them, and they'll continue to wear those over and over and over. They don't even have to be a part of our ministry, but the fact that they'll wear those shirts around campus, at least starts to build some sense of 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 the hey acknowledgement that that we exist that will help us later as we come back and begin to really do some events on campus and do some things to be able to reach them um, so that's a practical example where we are but regardless of what that is you need to choose wisely on what those things are okay this, I hope that makes sense that you're you're choosing the things that are going to be the most bang for your buck the, the greatest return on your investment they may not cost a lot it may not even take much just make sure that you're not trying to do everything at once because it won't work. Okay? Number three, work backwards. Work backwards. So, and by this I mean think down the line of what you want to become, even in that new ministry. What is that going to look like? How is that going to work within the current your current responsibilities? How do all those things fit together? And then walk backwards and plan kind of that out. What are those steps? What does that process look like to get to that place? Make sure that it's feasible and doable and that you have measurable kind of benchmarks and steps along the way that you can take and look at and just be encouraged in that and not discouraged that doesn't feel like anything's going on. It's really, really important. You cannot make it up as you go and expect to be successful. That It might work in the short term, but over the long term of that, process. It will not work. So you want to work backwards. Okay. Number four, maximize momentum and excitement. In the in many cases, when you bring on extra responsibility, uh, there may be some excitement and momentum. If you are casting a vision, a clear vision early, and you are choosing wisely where to spend and invest your effort, time, and resources, and you're kind of walking people through a process and you're, again, going back to number one, continually casting vision, you are likely going to gain some early momentum. How long it will be there, I don't know. It just depends, right? Um, you may end up in a situation where you have some early excitement. If that is the case, you need to maximize that as much as you can and use that to build on itself and drive more excitement and momentum around that ministry responsibility. And in doing so, it will help propel you further down faster uh, because, you know, people will kind of rally behind that. So it's really important that you are intentional in doing so and intentional in trying to 
at least recognize the momentum when it comes and the excitement and capitalize on that. Don't let that go to waste. And, and, and you be excited, that's great, but you want to communicate that excitement as well. You want to build on that, capitalize on that, take those opportunities as they come so that you can push that further on down the line. All right? So that is number four, maximize excitement and momentum. Number five, prepare for normal. Prepare for normal. And what I mean here is you may have early excitement and early momentum, but it won't last forever. There will be a certain point where things settle down, the dust kind of settles, and you settle into what is normal. And you know you may not know what that is now, this side of that, but recognizing that that is coming is really, really important so that you know what that will be like. If you're not ready for that and, and you get all excited and you're maximizing the momentum, you're maximizing that excitement, casting that vision, you're really pouring in your effort and energy a lot of off the front end to do all those things, to see all these things happen, all of a sudden when that dies down, you're kind of left with the normal what can happen if you're not careful is it will create a vacuum of excitement and momentum and all of a sudden it'll feel like everything just died and that there's nothing. And that is a really difficult place to recover from. So you want to maximize the momentum and excitement knowing that it's not always going to be that way and thinking through and preparing for what that will look like when you get there and how you will push forward. Um, and, and, and even in, and it, it may mean even, that during those times of excitement, that momentum and those that early season, that early onset of that, that you are constantly reminding, hey, it's not always going to be like this. You know, th- there's going to come a time where we settle back down to a normal, um, and and recognizing that, communicating that as well as you're casting that vision of what this is going to be and what that's going to look like. That momentum and excitement can last for six weeks, six months, six years. But at some point, um, things will settle to normal. And if you're not ready for that and prepared for that, it can catch you by surprise. And when it feels all of a sudden like the wind has been pulled out of the sails, you can find yourself really discouraged personally. And if you go to a place of discouragement, it's really hard then for you to come back and continue to drive and push further down the line in in that ministry and further down the line and in rebuilding and recasting vision and really accomplishing uh, much there. Okay, so you have to be aware that normal is coming and then you have to be prepared for the normal when it comes. And so that that is really, really key as well on both sides of that. Okay, number six, stay the course. Stay the course. It may seem and feel crazy during that time, you just got to stay the course, stick, stick with it, um, work hard in that. When the normal hits, you've got to stay the course. You've got to keep at it, push, keep pushing, keep grinding towards the goal there. And, and early on, especially, it can be difficult because often it's really tiring and exhausting. You have to oftentimes hit the ground running really hard and really fast. There are seasons, and we've talked about this on the podcast, we've talked about this on the blog, there are certain seasons in your ministry where you're just going to have to give more time and effort to your ministry. And in order for that to be healthy, 
that's just going to have to have to happen and have to take place. And so early on, taking on new responsibility, this is definitely a time in, in where you're going to have to put more energy, more effort, and more time towards whatever this responsibility is, whatever that would be. And that can be really tiring. That can be really exhausting. And, and so just staying the course in that, just staying consistent, staying steady um, in and through that, keeping that up. And then once normal hits, not getting so discouraged that all of a sudden you're, you're kind of like, man, what am I doing? I, I don't even know what's going on right now or, or, or feeling discouraged because the momentum, you felt that momentum swing or because you feel like you can, f- you just feel the difference there and, and not being so emotionally driven in that moment that you give up and you walk away from it because you've got to have you, the consistency over your ministry of you continuing to plug along, continuing to push, continuing to, to grind it out in that will reap immense dividends down the road for you um, as you go. In this as well as staying the course on the new responsibility, you have to continue to stay the course on your old and existing responsibility. So if your youth ministry is primary is your primary responsibility and you bring on something new, you can't abandon the youth ministry for the sake of new. That will get you fired in about two seconds. They still the expectation is still there for you to do the youth ministry and do it well. And there are students and leaders and volunteers who are really, really depending on you to do that as well. So make sure that you are committed to that end and willing and ready to stay the course on doing that. Okay, so let me go back through these again one more time. You want to cast your vision really early. You want to cast the vision early, and you want to cast vision often. Um, Every time you get a chance to, you're going to cast the vision of what is happening and what's going on. And th- look, it doesn't have to be some monumental ministry that you've taken on. Uh, it, it might be something really, really small. But either way, you've got to understand the bigger picture and the bigger purpose. And you've got to be able to communicate that out. Number two, choose wisely. So we're choosing wisely where you're putting your resources, where you're putting your effort, where you're doing all those things uh, is very, very, very important. Number three, walk backwards. So you have the end goal in mind and you have you walk backwards and you have a plan a a progress steps just like you're choosing wisely early on walking backwards allows you to choose wisely later on so that once you've kind of gone through the initial rush if you will of what is happening right there you are you're you're prepared you have a plan down the road to how you would transition your attention and your energy in a wise manner and so walking backwards Number four, you're going to maximize the momentum and excitement off the front as you have it. I think we've said enough about that. Number five, you're going to prepare for normal, both you personally and you're going to prepare those around you for what will follow and come after the momentum and excitement dies. And number six, you're going to stay the course. Stay the course. Work hard at it. Put the effort in it and stay the course. And then just a bonus one there off the front was just a a warning or kind of a, hey, be mindful of this, that oftentimes we tend to take on things because we don't, early on in a ministry, because we feel like we don't have much to do. 
and or we want to really show that we add value to the team or to the staff or to the church. And so we take on all these crazy things, these extra little things here or there. And then once kind of all of that happens and comes around, then, you know, you're kind of stuck doing those things on top of everything else. So we want to warn against that. So those are the six things that I have learned and been reminded of recently when taking on responsibility in my situation in case. I'd love to hear what you think. I would love to hear what you would add to this, lessons that you've learned um, when you've had to be in a position to take on additional responsibility. Um, you know, you're hired for one thing and then and take on something else, assume something else. Really, I would I would love to learn from you as well. You can head over to the show notes page there at thelongerhaul.com slash episode 029 and leave a comment and just share with me there. Or, of course, you can hit me up on Twitter over on or over on Facebook uh, either way, and just share that. I would love to hear from you as well. As always, a couple of resources here for you at the end, and I'm man, I'm excited about these. One is the book from Jeremy Lee and Jim Burns from uh, ParentMinistry.net. Jeremy Lee, he was on a few episodes ago, and he talked about this book. He actually offered it up for free shipping, I believe. And uh, so that book is is getting shipped out now and is about to be. I'm not at the time of the release of this podcast. I'm not sure that it's about to be uh, released and and made public. So if you did not grab your copy of that, man, be on the lookout for that book and buy it. It's phenomenal. A great great resource for your parents in your ministry. Just kind of walking through some right rites of passage things uh, as your as the child grows and students grow. Uh, so a good resource to pass along to there. Um, to your parents. And then also the book, Why They Stayed, um, is coming out, I believe, in the next two weeks here, at least at the time of this recording. And that is a book by Steve Parr, who was on the podcast back in episode seven. Um, Steve had gone and done some research on students who stay in church after they graduate and then came back with that research rather than why they're leaving. And I mean, everybody's talking about how many, why they leave, the percentage they're leaving in this. He went back, they talked to people who stayed and found some really encouraging stuff. If you've not listened to that episode yet, go back and check that one out. That was episode seven, I believe, with Steve Parr. But the book is coming out, which is far more extensive than what we could cover in the interview on the podcast. And so you want to check out and keep an eye out on that. Also, just today's sponsor I'd like to thank is audible.com. I love Audible, love audiobooks, love reading. All those things, audible.com makes it super easy for me to do that and to read more, especially when I'm in the car a lot, which happens in the fall a bunch as I'm going to and from schools and football games and whatnot. Uh, if you've never checked it out, I highly encourage you to. It's a tremendous resource for your life and for your ministry, and you can get a free trial. Audible's offering a free trial for longer haul listeners. It's a free 30-day trial with a free download of any book. I think they have 250,000 plus books at this point that you can grab and download there for free. So if you head over to thelongerhall.com slash audible trial, thelongerhall.com slash audible trial, you can grab your free 30-day trial and your free download from there and use that. And then one final point, if you're listening to this as it's released, uh, the Building the All-Star Team course is opening back up. Um, and so it will open back up the day, the week after the release. It's just open for a few days. I only do this a couple times a year. 
so that I can really walk through, maximize the time, make sure that you're getting everything out of that that you need, the help that you need, the assistance that you need. I cover everything on building a great volunteer team from where to find the volunteers, how to uh, maximize the, their use for your team, um, how to recruit and ask them the right way. I give you the biggest mistake that everybody makes uh, when they're recruiting, how to keep them, how to train them, and what do you do when you have to tell a leader bye-bye, that you, it's, this isn't a good fit for you. All of that, tons and tons of videos and helps in there, plus you get access to me throughout that process. It's lifetime access. That will launch in the, and open up again for just one week beginning on September 21st. That's Monday, September 21st. So it'll be open from Monday, September 21st to that Friday. And so, man, if you have not, if you're struggling with with building a team, uh, man, I, I want to encourage you to take advantage of that. It's the training. To be really honest, I've been a youth pastor for 16 years now. I've been in youth ministry. It's the training I wish I had had when I started out. I couldn't find a good one, and so I went and made one. And uh, it's it's really, really helpful. It's helped a ton of youth pastors as they've gone through that course. So uh, go over to uh, to check that out as well. And uh, right now, for the next few days, you can grab a free training over at thelongerhall.com slash free training, and that will take you there to uh, to access to to that. Um, so be sure to check that out as well. Thanks again for tuning in. Man, I, I'm just so grateful for you. You rock. Again, if you have a chance, head over to iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe to the podcast so you get it as it comes out. Write and leave a review. Stay the course. It is worth it. I promise you are making a bigger impact and influence in the lives of your students than you think. And uh, until next time, well, we'll see you in the next episode. Give them Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast at www.thelongerhall.com. 